Master Empathetic Navigation, and we are back in effect. And but it's a good episode. Why is this a good episode? Because we finally here in person, bro. My boy has definitely made him a trip to Omaha for CWS, his first CWS. So before yep. we get into our episode, how did you like your experience at CWS this year? I will say, uh, if there was ever a reason to go to Omaha, <laughs> it would be for the College World Series. That was amazing. And I'm trying to tell you. I don't even watch college baseball, but I was so tuned in. I was having so much fun actually being out there. It's a huge venue, right? Absolutely. Huge venue. Thousands of people there. We're all watching the game and stuff. Everyone's going crazy. And then as soon as the game's over, DJ comes up, you know, it's like, Omaha, are you ready? You know, everyone's just partying and everything. So it was amazing. I've had a blast for sure. It was, yeah, it's definitely been a a lit weekend for us, bro. And, you know, like when we had first met and like your whole perceptions of Omaha, it's like, bro, I don't think that this is going to be a place we can have any fun. But I will say, bro, like you said, like just the, the magnitude of the moment, just like all the people that's coming in to a confined space in the middle of Nebraska, bro, in the middle of nowhere, really, to a lot of people. And so, like, you got your LSU fans, you got your Florida fans. Like, every all these fans are coming in to celebrate not only just college baseball, but to also have a really, really dope experience and just the camaraderie around just bringing people from the South, the people from the West, and then to come into a Midwest environment where, yeah. you know, I'm always going to have some Midwest, uh, how would I say this? Bias, some Midwest bias. Definitely. I mean, but, we're all from the Midwest, so, so that makes yeah, sense. Absolutely. But yeah, I mean, for people who, who really haven't been, I mean, Omaha is massive. It is huge. It's probably like two times the size of St. Louis. Yeah. Probably. You're going to lose some followers for that one. I, I probably am. <laughs> yeah, probably three quarters. Nah, we'll say half the size of Chicago, something like that. But yeah. it's cool because it's so huge. It's a lot of people, but it's that small town feeling. Yeah. So mm-hmm. everyone's very nice. Everyone's very relaxed. It's a good way to describe it. You know, Absolutely. you'll go somewhere. They want to know where you're from, what you're doing there and stuff. And kind of just that feeling like, you know, we're just happy you're here. Type yeah. of feeling. So Absolutely. I really enjoyed that. That was nice. I'm glad that we could open you with, with or welcome you with open arms, bro. You know, welcome to my city. We do it big here. But um, while we're here today is to have a season three preview, right? Um, we got season three and the production actually got done, not to, you know, get, we'll get to that in a little bit, but we just got done with our first episode for that season. It was a really, really cool episode. So we got some announcements coming up later up in, the, in this episode. But season three, season of separation, right? And just kind of a little bit of background for the fans and for our listeners and viewers. Um, how we went about this, you know, we have done installations of seasons, right? So last season we did with summer of self-awareness that we did uh, something for in-person for that. 
Well, I was trying to come up with a theme for this um, this uh, season. I was actually reading a, a book by Malcolm Gladwell, which is called The Outliers, um, The Story of Success. So, you know, I had just read the previous book. It's his uh, collection as well. And it was a really, really perfect moment for us because I think all in our individual lives as well, we're at all transitional moments, right? I'm getting ready to go to school. Trey is doing his thing. BJ is transitioning and separating himself into Carolina with the Panthers. Shout out to my guy, BJ. And you doing some big things down at HDR and then just some personal development, all the stuff that you got going on. So I recognize not only the book, but in an organic way as well, I was understanding like, dang, this would be a dope thing where we're starting to separate ourselves from the crowd. So what better than to make a season of separation where we bring to the table how we're able to elevate ourselves in different spaces and arenas. So that's kind of a little bit of the background for our viewers and listeners about how we came up with the theme of it and what we're going to we'll get into a little bit about what it's going to look like, the makeup of it, the structure of it. But I want to get your, your comments on this, Hell, When I say season of separation and the things that we've talked about in terms of how this is going to look, what just comes to your mind when I say separation? Wow, that's... It's definitely loaded. I mean, you touched on a lot of it, but um, uh, like you said, you're separating yourself from the crowd. And like we always say, um, we give our experiences. We talk about our lives, but you also have to figure out what's best for your life, right? Right. So if you go through season one and then go through season two, you know, there's so many, you call them gems, but, it, you know, just advice in general on how to better yourself and to be better. And right. I think the cool thing that you're pointing out is that we don't just get on here and, and talk, you know, we don't just pay the money, take our time out here to just, you know, BS essentially, you know, it's everything we talk about is something that we like to incorporate in our own lives. And, you know, we don't like to get too personal, but essentially that's what you see. It's like all of us working that much harder to separate ourselves and also to give that mindset that, it's not that we're special. It's just that we understand and believe that we can do it. Right. And we want to bring that on to the audience as well with everything that we do. It's like, you know, we, we're doing cool things and I'm thankful for it, but you can be there too. You know, yeah. we can all be there together. And that's the point of the podcast in general is that community we want to build. So Absolutely. And like you said, it's not in a, in a sense of being able to like, you know, talk down on somebody or sit here and say like, or make people feel like you're doing less than, because that's never the intention. But it's more so to say like, we're trying to work hard, not only to establish first and foremost for ourselves and to provide for our families, don't get me wrong, but also let our um, young people know like, and even our older people, because life is not over, you know what I'm saying? Like we're still got so much life to live, even at when, as you get older, so much still to accomplish and to explore. And so when I think of separation as well, not only, the, you know, because I came up with the theme, so I'm a little biased with it, but I think of just being able to say, you know what, bro, I'm not going to be guilted into staying in the same box that other people are going to put me in and the world is going to put me in, right? Because I think that's a hard thing for a lot of us as young folks is that we kind of get boxed into an area or a thing or something that my people might think about us, whether that's an athlete, you're a teacher, you might get boxed into a role. Right. And it's super, super hard for us to see ourselves outside of that realm when somebody's been telling you that your whole life. And so not only is it just separation from the crowd, but it's a lot, when I say season of separation and elevation, it's separating yourself from your younger self 
the, the things that you've boxed yourself in, because that's the one of the things that we've talked about is you get into your own head and you get comfortable enough to say, bro, this is all I'm good at. This are all this is all I will be good at. And so when I think of season of separation, I'm thinking about just also just elevating yourself into a sphere that you've not seen yourself into a different light. And I think that's the important thing for us as young folks is to be able to explore different things. Like we were talking about it before we got into uh, well, just a couple minutes ago before we got shooting, but like I would have never thought we'd be in the podcasting space, bro. If you would have told me like when we met together, bro, just especially our first interaction, which we'll get into that in a maybe a Patreon or something like that. Different but time. a different time. But um it was the ability and just the belief that if I explore a different option for something that I'm passionate about or something we're passionate about per se, um, it'll come to fruition if we just not don't give up. And that's the thing I think the thing we're trying to push is just don't quit. Whatever you're doing, like take the bumps, the bruises, all that stuff, and like understand that that's character development for an appreciation for where you get to. You'll be like, dang, that's a lot of the stuff that I needed for the space I'm in today. So, what, what in terms of, you know, we got this season of separation going, and they said we got some things coming up, but when we broke it down a couple weeks ago, what it's going to look like, all that stuff, what, is the element of this season that you are most excited to see um, come about? I'm excited to see is um, the list that we put together of the people. I guess maybe you should actually go into how the breakdown is going to be. Oh, yeah, (laughs) for sure. Yeah, because I don't want to, you know, tip the hand, make sure you let them know what we're doing here. And I think, okay, so it was, you know, when it comes to this stuff, like, Mm -hmm. you know there's a lot of work involved. There's a lot of conversations that need to be made because at the end of the day, it's logistics. It's got to make sense. Can't just be doing stuff just to be doing it. Well, you can, but we don't want to do that, right? We want to be intentional about everything that we put out and the way we go about doing it. And so when we put together the list, it was like, okay, well, we need people in terms of, like, who not only makes sense for what we are at Modeling and Power Narratives and Men the Podcast, it has to fit into our scheme of, like, that's who they are. Like, they're great individuals that's working yeah. towards something. But also we needed to be in different arenas. And one of the, again, going back to my earlier point about boxing ourselves into a thing, it's easy for all four of us because, what, we play sports. So yeah. it's easy to just hammer on the sports. We got a bunch of athletes, friends that's doing great things. But – it was important for, again, we trying to make the best content for the masses, right, and for the young people as our audience, and to say, like, bro, not only are we going to do, we're going to break it down into having a couple sports figures that separated themselves. We're going to have a couple businessmen. Like, we got, I'm not going to put that out there, but we got a big wig, a CEO coming yeah. in on our podcast. Uh, we got some other, uh, I got a couple people that's coming in that's um, in the lawyer field, in the uh, judicial field. I got people that's in the entrepreneurship we got people, we're going to have a, um, actually, this will be a really dope time to announce since we're in this space. We're going to have a Women Empowerment Week, which we have not even done that with Men the Podcast yet, have yeah. a woman on. And so we're going to have a couple women on this um, podcast that fits into the scheme of what we're trying to do. And they're doing great things, not only in the community, but in their personal development as well. And so what I wanted to do is cover a lot of areas, right? So it's not like, oh, they're just interviewing athletes. No, you get a little bit of taste of everything. You get a taste of entrepreneurship. You get a taste of people that's working at arts. We have some people in that's in the podcasting game and the yeah, production. Content field. creation. Content creation. Like, I want to hit all areas so when people come in, they like, oh, they 
they don't just talk about one thing with just one set of group of people. Yeah. They've broadened the horizon to have a lot of organic conversations with other people as well in different areas. And I think that's the kind of the idea that we've kind of cultivated um, with this season. So, yeah. And uh, to add on to that, you know, again, did we want this to be a community. Right. We want this to be anyone and everyone can come in here and watch this and see a little bit of themselves in there. Right. Essentially. And, um, that's uh that's what I think I'm really excited about is that, like you said, it's easy to just find a bunch of your friends and just bring them on and just whatever, yeah. right? Right. <laughs> but, you know, it's a wide range. We want to keep it very diverse. And then even more importantly, uh, we can have a set list of questions, but from our approach, I think our questions are going to be tailored towards the individual that we're interviewing. Right. So uh, I guess, for example, a simple question that you can ask everyone would be something like what do you think of men's mental health or something like that right Right. but understanding the human being you know maybe you want to fine-tune or tailor that question more to something that's in their realm you know like you said uh there's people that are in content creation so instead of talking about men's mental health maybe focus more on uh their own mental health with and how do you make good content right whatever mood that you're in you know you You have to be happy on camera. You have to be in a good mood on camera, but that's not real life. You're going to come in with bad days and such. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a crazy, very exciting puzzle that took some time to really put together on how do we do this to where we're just not sitting here asking the same questions that you would typically see people ask. You know, you want to challenge the guests, but also you want to make the guests feel comfortable and put it into their strengths and what they would be good at talking about. So, And I think that's the biggest thing, too. Like, you know, this is the first. I mean, I'm glad you – because we can segue into what the season is going to look like because it's going to be interviews, right? We're going to be interviewing a great list of people. I think we're at 15. I think that's kind of what our yeah. set list, guest list is going to look like. So with saying that, like, that's a little bit different from the realm that we've been working in with because we've all just been recording with what – our four main people, which we have a core relationship, which is really, really important for creating good content is having good rapport with somebody, right? So we are natural organic because we're not only friends, but we've developed a good sense of a year and a half of doing great things within the podcast space and learning experience. And over a while, you start to gain knowledge and experience of how to go about the stuff. But with the interviewing, it's a little bit different because at the end of the day, like you said, and to touch on your point, is we got a responsibility to the guests, right? Like, we need to know that we need to let them know and feel off the bat, like, when you come in here, bro, this is a safe space. That was our main goal when we first created it. Remember, that was the, when we had that first meeting, I was like, bro, this is a place where you could be organic and authentic, and that is what it's going to be, and that's okay, right? We want you to know, not only know that, but it's our response to make you feel that way. And the only way we can make people feel that way is if we tailor questions, right? Knowing what to hit on, knowing when to pull back, knowing hey, is there anything that you don't want to discuss? We're going to push the envelope a little bit because we obviously with content creation and stuff like that, but not in a way, way where it's going to make you feel like, ah, oh, man, like tense or what's the name. We want you to know that you are embracing this brotherhood at the end of the day. And so first and foremost with the interviews, bro, and I when we conducted our first interview uh, last week, yep. um, I was like, bro, is there anything that I just, just off limits? 
And that's the most important thing, I think, question for us is I do not want to rub you the wrong way. I don't think I will, but you don't know whatever will strike a nerve in somebody and make somebody feel a certain type of way where they're not able to be authentic with themselves and make them tense, right? right. Just in terms of the, like, logistical stuff when it comes to content. And so he discussed some things, like, bro, I don't want to touch on certain things. And, like, I respect that because at the end of the day, you are doing a service for us, right? right. You are coming on our platform, so anything you don't want to touch, I can now tailor it to be heavy on this area where it still flows, but I know, okay, I'm going to avoid this. I might touch base on it, but we ain't going to go into great detail about that. Right. So, and then, uh, you know, we're we're real people. We're yeah. real human beings. You know, we're not actors. Uh, we're not doing this to create controversy, create drama. You know, I think that's my uh, biggest critique in the podcasting space these days is that it's a little too heavy on the, on the entertainment. Mm-hmm. It's a little too heavy on the clicks and such. Yes, so, very much so. You know, you'll go, you'll see uh, little clips with millions of views, but if you actually go to their podcast, they're like, this is a not too it's good of a podcast. Right. That, this is not that good of a podcast. It can be a little bit better. So right. uh, that's very important with us, with our guests, is that we want to bring very dynamic, very important people, but at the same time, we're not here to cause controversy. So there's going to be people on here with concepts and ideas that – we may not have touched on or maybe a concept or an idea we may not 100% agree with, but at the same time, you need to have that opposing view. You need to have that difference of opinion Mm -hmm. to grow as a person, right? Right. So we really try to stay away from having some type of argument, some type of drama, but healthy dialogue between each other is the most important. So, and that's big with our guests. You know, you want to... You want to challenge them to a degree, but we're not doing this for a shouting match. Right. And that's not good for you guys. You know, I want you guys to listen to our content and one day think, you know, I I really reside with Jacob says, you know, I I think the way he goes about life, I agree with, or I really like the way Trey goes about his life. I really like what he has to say. I'm really more in the Trey and that's what it should be. You know, we're, Different people, different backgrounds, different ideologies, different ways of life. But as synonymous as we try to be, we all are able to come together and bring out a very good quality product. That's how it should be. And that's the thing, too, is just the willingness and the openness to be able to entertain a conversation that you know you might not even align with in the beginning, right? I think we kind of shun away from that, right? We try to... And that's not that's a natural feeling. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. Like you don't really we kind of attract ourselves or we kind of attracted to people and things that relate most to ourselves. And there's nothing wrong with that. But when we talk about separation, when we talk about elevation, the only way to be able to get yourself out of that box is to see different things, hear different things, speak different things, write different things. Right. That's the only way you're going to be able to see. It. And it's not going to feel comfortable at first. Right. Because you're so used to it being one way. People agreeing with you all the time or disagreeing, or it could be the opposite. You disagreeing with everybody. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of people that you, you may, no, nah, I'm not going to say you one of them, but <laughs> <laughs> just jokingly, but uh, there are a lot of people that, you know, are like heavy in disagreement. And I'm not there to bash them or, you know, it's an indictment on them, but I'm saying like the willingness and the openness to say, look, I don't really have background knowledge of what you're talking about. And quite frankly, I really don't even understand or really agree with you but I'm willing to hear you out. And this is the key point, bro, for what you're really saying. 
not what I think you're saying, not how I'm interpreting it, not my feelings towards it before you even say it. Like that's mm-hmm. confirmation bias. Remember, we already yeah. had that episode. So the willingness to go put yourself in a position because we're gonna have people on, and I'm a. There's gonna be points in time like, dang, I would have never guessed they would have thought like this. But it's not a bad thing. It's you to know that they go through different life experiences than us, and they think that way for what a specific reason. So to them or to us, it like it might be out of the park. It might relate to one or two of us, but it might not relate to other. And the point is, is that. It's different life experiences that make you the way you are and shape that. And then just the learned behaviors that you have as well. Because that's all life is, is learned behaviors and your experiences. But that's literally the sum of life. And I think that's the coolest thing is, bro, you get to kind of push the envelope. and You'll see them, like, open up really for who they are. And it doesn't make them feel like they're getting attacked or they're being vulnerable. Or if they're in a vulnerable space, they know that we're going to protect them in a way. Like, I don't know where you're coming from. Or I do know where you're coming from, and I want you to continue to shine your light. Don't dim your light just because it might be a little different. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And at the end of the day, you know, we're we're trying to figure it out ourselves. Right. Yeah. We're all in this together, man. We're all we're all here together. Try to make this thing work and, and to figure this out. Uh you know, again, about that community. Nothing I would love more than for people to come up to me and give me advice on certain things or to be comfortable to say, I heard this. I heard what you said that motivated me to at least try. Right. That motivated me to at least go out and do something. And maybe not a hundred percent of what you said was right. Or a hundred percent of what you said worked for me, but me being able to try made me find that lane for me to go through to where it will actually work for me. And, you know, I appreciate that and everything. And, that's all I think any of us would really want from this podcast and what we would want to see and how we would want our message to be spread. Because the best thing that we can get for our audience and our viewers and our listeners, the, not only is it the feedback, but one of the things that my mentor always tells me, bro, and this I've never told you this, but we were just talking about this maybe about a week ago when I had a class, you know, I teach a course with him. And he was like, the the people that, you know, because we're trying to create or be a one of our mission or a part of our mission statement is what? To be a voice, a voice of change. Not the, but one of the uh, voices of change that we're trying to see in our society, which, again, we have to model that at the end of the day. But one of the things he was saying is like, bro, when you become good at what you do, when you become talented or you are led by a spirit or you led by a calling, You know that you're living in your purpose when you know, you know, I'm going to use the analogy of leading a horse to water, right? They always say, bro, you can't make them drink it, right? But the good thing, he puts his little spin on it, bro, and it's perfect. He puts his spin on it and says, but the good people that's walking in faith and walking in their purpose can make you at least think about drinking the water, right? And that's the kind of the thing that I'm trying to get us, and that was the culmination of what we're trying to do is, it's nothing that, again, that, and I think you said this in the last one of our episodes, but it's nothing that we can say or anybody that can say to us that's like, that just changed our life, that one sentence, right? I know we want to think that because we seem motivated in that time, but the motivation goes away. You know, I mean? you might feel motivated one day to like, oh, bro, I'm about to go to the gym. You know, the motivation comes and goes. What happens is, though, is those good people that you're motivated by, by my mentors, by anybody, a plethora of people, is that they made me at least something that they said or did made me think about what I was doing, right? 
And that's the thing is trying to get people to just think. Just think differently, bro. Just challenge your thinking. Just have a different dialogue. It ain't about just doing. It gets hard to just do different. I'm not going to. But if we could change the way you think, then you could do different as well. So I think that's the cool thing is, is when people come in and talk about, hey, I might not. Again, piggyback on what you're saying. I don't agree or like I never thought about it that way. That's the biggest compliment I think I can get is I never thought about it that way. Yeah. I never thought about it that way. And it's like, it goes to show you, bro, how we we so rigid and are boxed in in our mindset that we lock into, it's only this way and it ain't coming, we ain't coming off of that. One of my favorite, and this might be my last, you know I'm an example guy, but (laughs) but my mentor says, bro, that Popeye, he calls it the Popeye theory, bro, I think y'all gonna enjoy it. And if you're familiar with the Popeye, he always says, I am who I am and I'm always gonna be who I am, right? (laughs) It's those people that's willing to, it's people, and I'm not sitting here saying, like, bashing people, but, like, there are people that are on the top of a hill that's wrong, and they're willing to die on the wrong hill because what? It's their hill. You know I'm being truthful, bro, but I'm not sitting here saying I'm not willing to die on some pretty bad hills. You know I'm willing to die on certain bad hills. But in all seriousness, bro, it is important for us to be at least willing to see something different, bro. Because, again, that's what I think we, we're so set on. Bro, there's nobody out, out here to help us. And there's so much help. It's just we looking in the wrong places for it. Yeah. So I want to get into, you know, we got a couple more minutes. Um, I know we had a couple fan questions that I know you wanted to get to. Yeah. So. Um, the, just as another reminder, we're going to hammer the point home. Uh, you know, uh, make this an open space. Make this a free space. If you ever do have a question or a comment or something that you feel would be a great topic that you would like us to bring up or at least touch on, don't be afraid to contact us. You can DM us on our Instagram at underscore men, the podcast, uh, go ahead. You can DM comment, you know, wherever you're most comfortable with, uh, we'll talk about your question and give you a shout out for sure. And, and help you out. Um, so I do have some questions here. We can do two of them. I really like these questions, though. And, again, these are um, questions that can end up being actual topics for us or, mm-hmm. or if anything, you know, monologues because they're, they're pretty profound. And, <laughs> and they're real. They're real, honest questions from people who are genuinely curious, and there's nothing wrong with that. Absolutely. So this first question, um, see, he says, what difference as a man do we have to see in ourselves to step up to the next level? And how does the friends and people you put around can affect that dream? So I'll touch on it first mm-hmm. and let you think about that. Essentially how I interpreted it was uh, this person wants to level up and wants to make sure that the people around him are facilitating that growth. Right. And that's how I read it. So uh, my response to that would be, one, the most important thing is to be mentally all right with yourself Mm -hmm. the mental aspect of your personal self is by far the most important thing in my opinion more important than the physical more important than the finance more important than anyone around you is the mental because the mental is the foundation that carries everything else with that so mentally you have to be in the right space to where you feel okay now i'm ready to make that next step for wherever that feels with you whether you want to get a better job higher education uh 
fitness, whatever, you know, even with fitness or physical, you still have to have that mental aspect put together for you. Right. And then as you extend with your friends, well, I think it's tricky. And uh, me and you have had this conversation before, but it's real. Uh, as you get older, in my personal opinion, your friends should be someone that brings something of value to you. Mm-hmm. Now, the value that you say this friend is bringing to you is going to be subjective. So you've mentioned it before. You have some friends that are just very funny people. Right. But in terms of your value system, that can actually be very important to you because you would need that sort of comic relief in your life. Right. And someone of a go-to to be that person, right? Mm-hmm. So I carry that on with yourself. If you want to succeed, make sure you have people around you that are actually bringing things of value to you and that extend different facets of what you're trying to achieve. So uh, as a great example, let's say you want to be a banker. Right. You want to be a great banker, right? You got this big promotion you want to do, right? Well, there's a lot of things that go into banking that you can consider bringing in as your team, right? So banking, you need uh, someone who's good with spreadsheets, right? You need an accountant. You need uh, you need a networking guy. You know, banking, you got to have people put money in your bank. Right. So you got to have people, you have to have ambitious people around you that are willing to take a loan. There are people that you trust that are willing to pay it back and, and build something, and then you get paid through interest along the way, right? You need a marketing person. Uh, there's nothing that's going on out here that isn't going to be marketed. So you have to have some way of advertising what you do, right? Right. So put that in with your life. Anything that you would like to achieve, uh, make sure you build a team around you that idolizes your goals. But in general, idolizes you wanting to progress and be successful. Because you can be on your way to being a banker and decide you want to do real estate, Right. Right. But a lot of those, and what we talked about compound interest, a lot of those skills or a lot of those values that you have in those friends for finance or what did I say, the spreadsheet person, the accountant and stuff, all that can transfer over to you now wanting to do real estate. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of my philosophy when I turns up building that team around me, and that's what I try to do. But what are your thoughts on that? I think, and I'll attack this in two, because there's two questions, so I'll mainly focus on the, the first question because I think – the first question is the most important. And maybe I'm a little bit over analyzing it a little bit. But I think when I hear that question, I hear somebody that is curious about what it is, in fact, to be a man. Right? Like, yeah. what are the elements that make a man? And that goes back to even why we started Men the Podcast, bro. That's what my mindset went to, is that... Again, society has kind of created the role of what is supposed to be a man and what it's going to be like. It's going to be, we're going to be builders. We're going to be strong. We're going to be doers. We're going to get stuff done. We're going to be rigid. We're not going to have any emotions, bro. Just go about your day. You know, don't wear your emotions on your sleeve and just work, work, work and provide. Right. And don't get me wrong. There's elements to, to his point and to the society's point. There's elements that I do agree with when it comes to being a man. I do when I, in terms of what society has told us. I, I totally agree with certain things, but not to where it's a detriment to yourself, right? So one of the things, and we've talked about on one of our episodes, is I questioned a lot about what it was like to be a man for myself. I grew up in an all-women household, so I didn't know what it was like to, I don't know, I'm looking and trying to take parts from everybody. Oh, he doing a little bit of this. That's what it's probably supposed to be like. 
And so my thing, I think the best instance I could tell you of kind of like a synopsis of what it's like to be a man or what it should look like to be a man to elevate yourself is somebody that, again, going back to your point, is being in tune with yourself, like, and not always trying to, you know, it's not cookie cutter, right? You're not a cookie cutter person. You're an individual at the end of the day. So, yeah, there's going to be manly aspects of you that's, you know, important or it might not be important, whatever, however you feel about it. But also you got to be in tune with yourself. I think the one thing that shows who a man is and the most important thing is the willingness to say I'm willing to do whatever to elevate myself and not be afraid of what other people think about me, right? Because at the end of the day, people are going to think about you. Just going back to that, going to that Eleanor Roosevelt uh, quote, you know, again, I'm a quote guy. But, like, people are going to think about you a certain type of way, good or bad, regardless, no matter who you are. And you got to be willing to say, you know what, if that's going to be the case, I might as well be comfortable in my own skin if there's going to be people that's going to think negatively and positively about it. So you got to go about it in a way that's going to be feel most natural for yourself. So that's my first part of the question. The second part of the question is about the friends. And I will let you know this, man, seriously. And this is, I will die on this. Your friends, again, Going uh, another quote is, show me your friends, I'll show you your future. I really thought that was some BS. I'm not going to cuss on here today. I thought that good, was some good. BS growing up. But, man, as I got older, like, I want y'all to know that was the biggest, the biggest element of be, me being able to elevate myself, right? Because I was boxing to just the sports friends, the funny friends, you know, the friends that's just doing stuff all the time. And I'm like, I'm, I'm trying to elevate myself. I remember, and this would be a testament to our friendship as well, is if I line up my friendship, like, because I come from, you know, I come from the hood, bro. So I come from seeing a certain uh, demographic of people. So if you would have lined up my friends in high school, right, my top 10 friends, and my top 10 friends now, they look completely different. My top 10 friends now are the people I communicate the most with come from different backgrounds. You got, I got white friends. I got Asian friends. I got uh, Hispanic friends. I got black friends. I got people that come from two-parent households, one-parent households, affluent, not affluent. Like, it's a really broad range. At one moment, I was with this. And there's nothing wrong with that. Don't get me wrong because of where I grew up from. But I couldn't get out of my mindset of because they was thinking the same way I was thinking. And I'm trying to think a little bit or upgrade my thinking or, you know, do that. So in terms of your friendship, that is the most important thing, man. Seriously, who you have around you is the most important thing, aspect of being able to now elevate yourself and separate yourself. Because at the end of the day, if you only around people that think just like you, bro, y'all just going to have a kumbaya circle about the same things every day. You feel misery? I feel misery too. Let's talk about misery all day, right? If you want to get into these rooms you have to, again, have the belief that, one, you got to have the belief that something can be different for you. Because there's a lot of people out here that don't believe there's something that out there that's different or can be different for me. But the second part of that, again, is just the willingness to see something different. Like, understand that your circle is not going to be, don't be fixated on your circle being this way, just one way. Be willing to, like, hey, bro, that, that feels organic. And I never thought I would have been friends with him, but he seems like he has my best interest and he challenges me. That was me with you, yeah. right? Like, I'm like, bro, how does he think this way? You know, you you could be off the wall, and I could be off the wall on certain elements too. Right. But I was like, this dude is willing to at least 
express himself because a lot of people just want to just be buddy buddy and not touch on certain things. But I appreciate what I appreciate. I'm like, this dude really speaks his mind and he doesn't really think like me. But I can appreciate that this dude is willing to challenge my way of thinking. And that's why I want you around. So when we talk about the friends element, I say that's the most important thing in terms of being able to elevate yourself. I know we were kind of running low a little bit on time, but did you want to hit on that? That last question. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's a good but question. Yeah, that was great. Uh, again, I, I appreciate uh, that individual asking the question. And, you know, we'll make sure we'll shout them out and definitely. everything. Yeah, we'll sure. definitely going to get you right. Definitely right. going to get you right. We got some <laughs> stuff coming your way. Uh, so the second question is thoughts on starting a family and having kids. Now, this is super interesting because uh, most of the people know us, but in general, all four of our all four of us are in our early 20s. Mm-hmm. So we don't have any experience with having a family or having kids or anything like that. So I do want to put that disclaimer up and make that clear is that we are coming from a younger mindset. And all of us, at least from when this is aired, do not have a family right now. Right. And we do not have kids. So I just want to make sure that's clear before we give our <laughs> opinions Pan, on it, of yeah. course. Uh, so what I would say is, uh, you know, the world can be big, bad, and scary, of course. And you, for any generation or any point in time, you can find tens of thousands of reasons to never have kids and never have a family, especially with everything going on now, you know. But one thing is is that uh, we call it recency bias. Mm-hmm. But it's not really recency bias. It's just our life. You know, this is the only time we've ever been of this age and gone through life in this world. Right? right. So what we see and what's going on here seems like it's never happened. The end of the world type of thing, but you're a big history guy. I'm a huge history guy. If you really pull back history, essentially this is what every generation has gone through, mm-hmm. unfortunately, but that's just how the world has been so far up to this point. And there's been way worse uh, spans and decades that people have lived through and have still created family, created kids. And uh, as an example, I mean, let's let's pull it back. Let's go to the 1930s, right? Right. The late 20s going into the 30s, you know, you get the back off of the First World War and um, you get the full-on Great Depression that goes through, which is the worst I, I think it still is the worst it's ever been in history in terms of a global economic, economic collapse. Crisis, yeah. And also it was the back, it was the back end of a war. Right. right. And then from there you jump right into world war two and you have three axis powers that dominated two to three continents, you know, for about five years or so. And you had, you had the 18 to 25-year-olds risking their lives to go overseas to stop this tyranny so the whole world doesn't get taken over, you know? So when you put it in perspective like that and you pull back from history, then it really puts into perspective, you know, I I can't make that decision for you whether you think it's a good time to have family and kids and such. But what I will say is if your reasoning is because of history or, sorry, if your reasoning is because of current events and things that are going on now – I just want to give you that disclaimer that there's never necessarily going to be a good time. Right. There's never necessarily going to be a complete peaceful. Right. Or we're already mm-hmm. start having yeah. failed. We're good here, you know? So right. 
uh, that that's something to keep in mind. And then uh, I know personally for me, I'll speak on myself on what it would take for me to actually have a family and, and kids is uh, one. I do believe you have to be somewhat financially sound. I think that's number one. I don't I don't yeah. think it's fair um, for you to have kids and you're not financially. I'm not saying you have to be rich. Right. Just financially sound, stable. Right. Right. You can make your rent. You can make your payments and things like that. Kids, kids are expensive. Super. And if you want to give your kids the best chance to succeed, you are going to have to spend money. Money's going to you're going to have to have some type of cash flow that's coming in to provide for your kids. All right. That's right. that's mandatory. So I know for me, that's very important. I have to be financially able to have kids. And then the second thing, um, this should probably be a full episode where we talk about um significant others mm-hmm. and things, uh, I would just say that be very mindful on who you're having kids with. Absolutely. I think some of the biggest mistakes people our age make is uh, not having the ability to distinguish lust over love. Right. So we lust certain people, and it gets to that point to where you're actually having kids, but then 10 years down the road, you realize that you didn't actually have those type of feelings yeah, for that person. and then, really. Right. And, you know, it's not fair to the person. It's not fair to you. And it's definitely not fair to the kids. So mm-hmm. uh, you have to be in a great position to where you're able to really distinguish and, and decide on a really good partner that aligns with your values and what you would want to distill onto your kids. Yeah. And then my second point was obviously the financial. It's very important for you to have that money to be able to actually provide because we joke about it, but, uh, you know, it, it's it's not a great feeling to be a kid and to not have what you feel like is enough money to go around. Right. It's not a great feeling. So the the more we try to prevent that, then the better it can be. And that's the best we can do is at least try. And I think, too, um, just to, and I'll be quick with this one, but with, with, uh, going back to, again, when you were talking about the history thing, um, I think the thing you were, you know, for our viewers what you were really pointing out to is like they didn't know at that time if they were coming back from war or when they did get back, you know, they have now a new quote unquote lease on life or they have a new perspective of like, but my life can be taken anyway. So let's get a new generation popping right now. Right. Let's just call it for what it is. Bro. <laughs> for, us, like, so for some people. Yeah. yeah baby for the, with the baby boomers. Yeah. That generation. <laughs> um, I'll be quick with this, but. I think a lot of what you said was very, very true. That's some of the things or the ideologies that I have when it comes to starting a family. Um, again, the financial aspect, I know in a way it kind of, people don't want to touch on this, but it, cause they want to sit here and say, well, we talk about a human. We're not talking about finances. Right. And it kind of dehumanizes the baby and the child. And I'm in no way, shape or form am I doing that because at the end of the day, it's a blessing and it is beautiful to bring new life into this world. First and foremost, that's most important. I want to make sure that I put out my disclaimer when I, before I get into this. But the financial piece, like you said, not only is it unfair to the kids, but also it could be, and I'm not sitting here saying that they want to be in that financial space either. It's not like they're choosing, you know, to be strapped for cash or not being able to afford. It's a lot of pressure on these people, especially the world we live in today. And back then, even today, like, bro, it is hard to live right now as a single person, bro. It's hard. So, there's nothing wrong with wanting to have a family and even starting a family. I'm not going to bash people that want to start a family because at the end of the day, it's beautiful to create life, bro. At the end of the day, you, you want to have a legacy that you leave. But 
if you can, and there's a willingness to like, bro, I will do everything to at least provide the needs. And that's why I appreciate my mom so much is she was able to meet my needs and go beyond my wants and stuff like that. So I had a really, really good upbringing when it came to that. I didn't, I wasn't hurting for anything. I'm not saying that was her role to always provide, provide, provide. Cause you know, that's a woman at the end of the day with her own story, but I will say it did make my coming up a lot easier, especially coming from a single parent household, bro, where it can be, you don't have dual income coming into the house. So that's a really important thing when we talk about that. So we maybe can touch on that on a, on a different episode. But my views on just having a family for just from my personal aspect is just the ability to at least know who you are, right? Be able to spend some time with yourself and to, I know people don't like to, because the generation we in, they kind of like, I don't know, like you can't date, you can't be around certain people, you can't figure out what you want because it's viewed a certain type of way. And I'm not going to get into that. But figuring out what you want and, like, seeing different people and, like, going out, it don't got to be anything, nothing intense, but seeing what, you know, is out there for you and going on dates with different people that you never probably thought you would have in your, in your life at all, you know what I'm saying, it's really, really important. So I would have guessed that I will wait till I get, you know, my master's, my Ph.D., or around that time, you never know, because life just be lifing, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Definitely. So it ain't going to be that. I know it's never going to go how I planned it to be, but I do want to be in the most financial stable position that I can be. And at the end of the day, I think when it comes to having a family, I think it's about being supportive of one another, the man to the woman, the woman to the man, or, you know, even um, in another situation, man to man, woman to woman, just being able to uh, cultivate uh, an environment where that child is taken from both partners and saying like, you know what, this is a really nurturing, but this is also a life lessons being taught and it feels it's filled with love and embracing and, you know, kindness and just all like that's all gotta be in the household. So when it comes to having a family and starting it young, just make sure you're financially stable and just know that like I don't want it to sound bad. This is gonna come off bad. I know it is. But please bear with me. But y'all are both in an investment in one another, your partner. You yeah. invest in her or him and she invests in you. And like at the end of the day, like y'all are making a, another investment and the investment isn't more so money wise. It's just, you know, time is communication it's love. It's all that stuff. So if you both have that ideology of let's come together and not only love and respect on one another, cause that's first and foremost. Right. But if we do that in an organic way, then that's the best thing for our child. And if we are both at the, not the top of the line, like we got to be, get PhDs and 100,000, that's not what I'm saying. But we are in a place where we have found a comfortability and being able to get into where we want to get into the spaces in terms of economically. And now, like, this makes sense. Like, if it happened, it won't be like, bro, what the heck are we going to do? You know what I'm saying? So that would kind of be my ideology on it. Yeah, uh, we should definitely... Uh, put something together where we break down a lot of these stigmas of relationships. Oh uh, yeah, it's a big so many you know, ones. Uh, you know, we'll we'll keep it short, of course, to wrap it up. But yeah, it's definitely an investment for sure. Uh, but yeah, those are two great questions. Uh, shout out to those guys that uh, gave us those questions. Again, if you ever want to ask a question, DM, comment, anything, you know, you know where to find us. Go ahead and DM us. 
Instagram. Do you know, yeah, we got a Twitter now. We got a Twitter, Twitter now. I'm YouTube. gonna be active on that. Absolutely. Yeah, everything. Uh, but other than that, do you any just, closing remarks before we wrap this thing up? Yeah, um, just want to just shout out to our viewers and just show appreciation and love for. We were talking about it, and I wasn't thinking about it this way, but it's been a year and a half since we started, and we were talking about it when we walked in here. So to be on this journey with the people that's asking questions, say, like, we were we went out to CWS, and how many we were talking about before we aired, like, people like, bro, I'm tapping in. like, And they're quoting, like, actual stuff. Like, you had to listen to, like, know what we're talking about. And it's a really, really great feeling, so we want to show appreciation to all the people, like, whether you can relate to it or not, the willingness to tune in, and say, I'm going to take at least, Denzel, what do you say? I'm leaving here with something. <laughs> I'm leaving here with something in this episode. Um, that is like a really, really cool experience. And that's the one thing that we want to do and we want to continue to create for our viewers. So, again, please like, subscribe, share, comment. Continue to push us because at the end of the day, like I said, this is our own platform. We don't got nobody pushing us. We we got one great partnership with Mark Kicks, you know, and, but we don't have, like, a platform where somebody's pushing us out there, right? So this is all on our own muscle. So the more you able – if you enjoy the content, there's nothing wrong with just saying, hey, bro, I think somebody else might like this too. And that's love not only from y'all and to us, but it goes to show you, like, we're trying to spread love to the masses as well. And even if you can't relate to it, you know, I know somebody that might be able to. And so – but first and foremost, we just want to appreciate all the people that's been on this ride and – Honestly, bro, this has been a, a cool thing for us to be able to come down and sit down and just realize we got a lot going on, bro. It's so much coming up, man. So many great things. But to appreciate the journey of where we have been starting our first episode in the basement with a green screen and rolly chairs and me messing up and my voice cracking and stuff like that to now where we are today, bro, it's uh, it's a really, really cool experience. So I do want to say we had a green screen. But we only did audio. <laughs> I <laughs> forgot we did. Yeah, I it was just only audio. It. I didn't get it at all, but we got pictures. We, we got some pictures in there, but. That's awesome. But, man, bro, to think about, like, how far we've came from those times, just the refinement of our whole aura, our, how our conversations, our flow, our dynamics has changed. Yeah. It's grown so much. So um, we just want to make sure that we, again, create. going back to his point, creating a community of listeners where it's like, man, I feel like I'm one of them. And I might be a little bit different from them, but when I come to, or I'm having conversations, I'm having dialogues, I'm asking questions, I'm tuning in. Like I kind of get where they coming from. Or I totally get where you coming from. And I want to be in on that in some element. So yep. uh, go ahead, subscribe, like, share all that stuff. And uh, this has been a really, really dope experience. And we want to shout out. Um, this is a beautiful studio here in Omaha. So we want to give a shout out to Weberized here down in uh, downtown Omaha for allowing us to have this space for this time. And yeah, this is a really, really cool, cool spot. So all good? All good for me, man. Alrighty, man. Thank hope you guys so enjoy much. season three, man. Season three on the way. Bye. Bye.